Welcome to Destination Lavender, a podcast all about healing and self-discovery after getting sober. My name is Guiana. In each episode, I'll be sharing my personal adventures, tips, triumphs, and lessons that have helped me to better navigate and thrive in sobriety. Today is Destination Lavender's 10th episode called Rearview Mentality. Let's get into it. Okay, y'all. So this episode is really cool because it is the 10th episode, which means it is the first episode out of the double digits. So we're making serious progress here and I am very excited. So whether you have been following from the beginning or you have followed somewhere along the way between episode one and episode 10, thank you so much for being here and showing up week after week, downloading the episodes. I really appreciate it. So today I'm going to be talking to you about uh, something called rear view mentality. Now this is something that just kind of came to me uh, while I was driving, but it actually, it, it turns out it's an, an actual thing. And I, I had a feeling that looking in the rear view is, is not a, uh, it's not a new saying, but it actually came to me while I was driving because as I've mentioned in previous uh, podcast episodes, I do have anxiety when I drive and in particular with long distance drives. Um, and so, yeah, I, I came up with a few things that I think it's helpful to keep in mind. Um, not only when you're driving, but when just in life, when you have the tendency to to look back or you're feeling anxiety and you keep checking on something that you know is beyond your control in that moment. Um, and then I'm going to share some information that I actually found um, in regards to the specific term, which we'll get into here in a little bit. So basically, there are a couple of positive things that I found um, with the whole rear view mentality thing. And the first thing is looking back is helpful, you know, but it's helpful typically when it's done in the surface of taking the next step. For example, when you need to change lanes and you're driving, you use your rear view mirrors, you mirror, you use your side view mirrors so that you can make sure that you have clear passage to get over so that you don't get into a car accident. It makes total sense to do that. Um, and on that specific note, um, it not only lets you know, like the, when it's safe, so it's actually playing with like time, um, because it, it kind of gives you an idea of like how much time that you have before you can move. Um, so there's that. So I feel like timing is like a, an important part of that. And it kind of helps you have an idea of like what you're going at for your future. I feel like that can be applied to not just driving, but in general, like, um, you might need to think back to prior successes, um, or you might need to think back to prior errors that you've made to know how to proceed. Like if you've got a sports injury, that kind of gives you a good idea of how to move forward in the realm of like physical activity. You don't want to, you know, go all in before your body is healed and, and ready. So I feel like looking back in a rear view sense 
can be helpful to, to know how to proceed. Um, but then conversely, um, and so the second one is one that I just said, um, looking back helps you know what pace to move at for the future. Uh, but the third one is conversely, too much focus on what's behind you will keep you from operating in the present. Um, for example, you'll miss things that you're supposed to not miss. Like you might miss your exit. You might run into the car in front of you. You might almost run into the car in front of you, which is pretty anxiety inducing. And I have done it. Um, and you can also unintentionally like cause other people harm in the very literal sense of like getting into a, a, a car accident, um, or focusing on the past can actually like, um, create kind of an environment of distrust between you and other people, which is not helpful in the long term. Um, and basically what's behind you is number four is out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it. Like you can wait for certain things to pass. Um, but ultimately like there's nothing you can do about things that are behind you. For example, like a tailgater, like that person is behind you pressuring you to, to drive faster or to switch lanes to a, to the right lane, maybe the slower lane, or maybe they're pushing you up the lane because you're driving too slow for them. Um, there's nothing you can do about that person. And so what I done typically is instead of like focusing on what I can control, which is my driving, what I've done typically is I give myself this anxiety by continuing to look in my rearview mirror and see that this person's like, I can basically see their like eyeballs <laughs> um, because that's how close they're driving to my car. Um, and it's just it's not, it's not helpful. It's kind of like the anxiety of like, if you know you're going to be late, um, feel the anxiety of it and then move on. But if every, every two seconds you're like, oh man, why didn't I leave on time? Like, oh, giving yourself a hard time emotionally and mentally flogging yourself. Like it's really not useful. Um, and so I, I feel the same way about like when people are like following you closely when you drive, like Focus on what you can control. You can control that person's bad road etiquette. Um, and, and in the same way, you can't control events that have happened behind you. Maybe you drive with anxiety because you've gotten into a car accident before. Or maybe you have a lot on your mind. Or uh, maybe you have anxiety when you drive just in general, like me. Because you've had some uh, negative early experiences in driving when you first learned how. <laughs> Whatever it is, um, those things are behind you. Like, it's definitely good to learn from past mistakes, and it's definitely good to strike out on, on familiar territory again, um, and even unfamiliar territory, like, even though you have fears about it, um, be it in the metaphor of driving or actually being in the car, um, it's important to focus on what you can control and to not let your fears keep you from moving. Um, so those are a few of the things that I basically concluded from my experience being in the car and 
being anxious and constantly looking behind me and getting distracted when I could just actually make a decision to shift my focus is what I'm telling myself. But this is why I love doing research because I'm about to hit y'all with some information that actually made me feel a lot better about this habit I have of replaying past events in my head and past traumas and things of that nature. Now, the whole like umbrella of like trauma and and moments from our past is is such a such a deep rabbit hole and such a like wide umbrella of experiences that it's going to be difficult to contain it all within this episode. And I'm definitely not a doctor or, you know, an expert in this topic. I'm just somebody in recovery who's experiencing life and uh, sharing things as I feel like they come across my path and insights that I feel like come to me um, through, like, divine intervention or through friends or through research um, or just through personal experiences. Um, so I'm going to share with you all something from glamourmagazine.co.uk. The specific term that we're referring to here is actually called rear view mirror syndrome or RMS. It refers to a subconscious phenomenon where we constantly relive and recreate our past. We mistakenly believe that who we were is who we are, thus limiting our true potential in the present. Rearview mirror syndrome is not an actual medical diagnosis, but a term used by all sorts of wellness practitioners given to someone who consistently looks to their past as a guide for their future. Moving into uncharted territory can create intense anxiety and stir up old feelings of low self-confidence and often we end up turning down incredible opportunities because of this anxiety and stick to our comfort zone. Louise Rumball, founder of Pioneering Next Generation Therapy Open House, uh, which is an online therapy that uh, provides low-cost sessions and workshops from the comfort of your living room. So it says here online. And uh, she also uh, is the owner of uh, the same title uh, podcast, which is Open House. She explains here that we can view consciousness as three distinct levels, the conscious mind, the subconscious or pre-conscious mind, and the unconscious mind. She says here, we are actually only acting from our conscious mind approximately 5 to 10% of the time. 90 to 95% of our life is actually directed by our subconscious mind, which is crazy to me. Um, It is thought that this subconscious mind is 30,000 times more powerful than the conscious mind. This goes some way to explaining exactly what you're up against when trying to override the decisions and beliefs being created by your subconscious mind. She goes on to say, Your conscious mind uses willpower to control day-to-day behaviors, habits, and beliefs, but the conscious mind is no match against the power and influence of your subconscious. The subconscious runs in the background constantly. Ultimately, the subconscious mind is trying to keep you safe and in your comfort zone, but often can really hold you back. The reason for that is because sometimes 
keeping you safe is akin to keeping you close to what you know. And what you know isn't always positive, Louise tells Glamour. She goes on to say, overriding the subconscious mind is hard because of how powerful it is. However, it is possible to release and rewire your subconscious mind once you have a conscious understanding of it. And they give a few suggestions here. First one is, whenever any feeling or emotion comes up, first ask yourself, what am I feeling? What do I think? Why do I think, excuse me, I am feeling like this? What might be driving this? Uh, the next step she has here is try and step back from the emotional reaction and understand that emotion is just energy in motion. That is so heavy right now. Emotion is just energy in motion. I love that, which is coming from somewhere deeper. And the last suggestion that they give here is knowing that your body is just wired to protect you, even when it feels like it's really causing you a lot of problems, actually helps you to be more compassionate to the frustrating thoughts, feelings, and experiences that you are experiencing. Wow, I really love that. I think that is so powerful. Um, I love the first part, just to go over that with my own thoughts here. Um, asking myself a question, what am I feeling? I love that. Um, like, for example, if I'm feeling fear, um, why am I feeling fear? Um, or why do I think I'm feeling this fear? Uh, maybe I have a, a fear of injury or a, a fear of maybe physical injury or it could be emotional injury of, of some kind. What might be driving this? Oh, um, the last time I was in this scenario, I got hurt. Um, or, you know, early in my life, you know, somebody I trusted actually caused me pain in this way. Um, so I really have a hard time trusting in this particular area, wherever, whatever it might be. I love that. I love, uh, I love being able to make space and identify why I'm feeling something, um, in particular, like in moments of distress, I feel like it's really helpful and I feel like it's been a huge part of my sobriety just in my emotional sobriety also just being able to understand and, and hold space for myself in moments when I'm dealing with some hard emotions and instead of like beating myself up emotionally or mentally for not being able to just shut off those negative feelings holding space for them actually allows them to pass a lot quicker um, than trying to stuff them down or shut them off um, the second one, I guess, love the reminder that instead of getting frustrated that I'm feeling, just kind of looking at literally the science of emotions, which is energy in motion, and that it is coming from someplace deeper, that it's, that it is just energy in motion, but it's not fleeting. It's not, it's not well, not fleeting. Not, it is fleeting, but it's not meaningless is the word that I'm looking for. It's not meaningless energy in motion. It has meaning. It's coming from somewhere deeper, which means it's serving a purpose. It's trying to communicate something to me, which means I do need to listen to it. I do need to try to figure out where it's coming from. Um, and, you know, I don't need to, like, always know right in that moment where it's coming from or why it's coming up for me 
or rack my brain trying to figure out and come up with an answer right then and there, but it is good, I think, to to hold space for it and try to, you know, allow myself just room to explore why certain emotions are coming up for me. Um, and then I love this last part, knowing that your body is just wired to protect you, even when it feels like it's really causing you a lot of problems. I feel like that's so cool. Like the compassion that it says here that, that allows you, that it can allow you to have for yourself. Um, knowing that there's not anything wrong with you. Um, you're not a bad person that you're not like necessarily addicted, uh, to drama just because your mind is replaying, uh, traumatic events or, or times when things, you know, didn't go the way that you wanted them to go. Literally is your body's response to trying to keep you safe. Um, I, I think that's so cool. I think it's cool to be able to like shift that perspective and instead of blaming ourselves and being down on ourselves, it actually gives us an opportunity to just kind of rest and yeah, like I said before, just it gives it gives us a chance to hold space for ourselves. It's like a it's like a it's like a one on one therapy session, which I think is really cool. Yeah, man. So just to recap, um, also on what I said at the beginning, um, my metaphor for rear view mentality being a moment that occurs when you're driving and also something that you can definitely apply to your actual life. Also, because there's an actual sin, uh, uh, syndrome, um, called rear view mirror syndrome. That, again, is not a medical diagnosis, but a term that is, you know, becoming more and more and more and more familiar. Um, I feel like it's important to just kind of, you know, keep that in mind when you are physically in a literal moment of driving or whether you're you find yourself in a moment and you're ruminating over the past. Um, So my list quickly again is number one. Looking back is helpful, uh, but only when it's done in the service of taking the next step or changing lanes. Um, Number two, looking back helps you know what pace to move at for the future. Number three, too much focus on what's behind you will keep you from operating in the present. Um, For example, you'll miss things or you will unintentionally cause harm to someone else. Number four, what's behind you is out of your control. In parentheses, even when you have anxiety because your past is gaining on you like a literal or metaphorical tailgater, your focus is best served in the here and now. Yeah, that's that's my list for y'all. Um, what are some of your experiences? Do you... Do you find that you struggle with uh, looking back in in the sense of being behind the wheel of a vehicle or just in life in general? Um, do you find that you get stuck um, and, and are unable to allow yourself to experience new opportunities um, or even something that you've proven to yourself 
countless times that you can do, but every time it gets to the point of doing it again, there's like something in you that just kind of makes you freeze and makes you unsure and, and fills you with doubt. Like, do you deal with anything like that? I'd be interested to know. Definitely hit me up and, and let me know what your experiences are. Um, if you are not following me on social media, please, please, please do so. Uh, under Destination Lavender, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. Definitely reach out and support those platforms so uh, we can allow this healing community to expand as much as possible. If you do want to support this podcast and anything else that I am doing creatively, please consider becoming one of my patrons over at patreon.com slash Guiana. Let's go. Joy, joy, joy. This is episode 10. I'm so excited. We're only moving onward and upward from here. Thanks for being on the ride with me thus far. And I will talk to y'all next week when we get over the threshold for episode 11.